Paths to Parenthood podcast is designed to support those needing to use a donor to build their family. I'm Becky, also known as Defining Mum, and I'm also the founder of Paths to Parenthood. I'm the mum to three amazing girls, all thanks to egg donation. And I'm Hayley King, the founder of All Things Donor Conception. I'm both a donor-conceived person and, in a twist of fate, the parent of donor-conceived children with my lovely wife. Our aim is to open up conversations about this incredible route to parenthood, focusing on some of the nuances and complexities that it can bring. Our hope is to provide different perspectives, information, reflection and validation as we openly discuss different topics, share stories and ask you for your input. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to the Paths to Parenthood podcast, which this season is going to be a little bit different, not just because of the name change, but because I'm not going to be doing it on my own anymore. And I'm really, really delighted not to be doing it on my own. We're going to make this a very, very conversational podcast, this series, where we're going to be sharing lots of different open conversations about some of the more tricky topics. We'll be sharing some stories as well, and we'll be taking some questions too. But I'm going to be doing it with the lovely Hayley, who is also known on Instagram as at DCP Journey to RP. And Hayley is also working with me on Paths to Parent Hub. So Hayley is taking charge of all the LGBTQ plus content. And I think maybe before we start, let's just, for anyone who's new to listening to this, maybe introduce ourselves. So I'm going to come over to you first, Hayley. Welcome to the podcast. And thank you for having me, Becky. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be joining you on this season's episodes. It's quite strange. I think I've been on quite a few different podcasts now as a guest and listened to probably hundreds of hours of other people talking about this subject within the donor conception community. So it's quite amazing to find myself being as a co-host with you. So thank you very much for having me on and I'm really excited for the chats that we're going to have. Yeah, like you say, we've been working together now probably for over a year, haven't we, on the Hub and we've been doing lots of talks lots of conversations and we've had lots of guests on and it's been a really an amazing experience and for those of you that don't know me I'm both a donor conceived person and a parent to donor conceived twins with my wife we had our twins in 2017 and I've been on a journey I suppose over the last few years of finding out about so my parents who had me back in the early 80s using an anonymous sperm donor I found that out very late in life. And like I say, I've just been on a journey of self-discovery. If you like, it sounds a bit cheesy, but that's kind of what I've done. And I think some of the things that I've learned about my own story have kind of shaped how my wife and I are now talking and dealing with the situation with our own donor-conceived kids. So that's kind of a very short version of me. And yeah. Yeah. And we became friends, didn't we, over, I would say, about 18 months ago now, isn't it? All through Instagram and just having conversations about some of the hot topics that are flying around on social media. And what I really loved when I connected with you, Hayley, was just your really balanced, pragmatic approach to all of these things and your just ability to speak your truth and what you feel, but in a compassionate way as well. I think recognising that this path is hard on all sides of the journey, whether you are a recipient parent, whether you are donor-conceived yourself, but how can we then work together to make this better for children in the future? And that's exactly what we want this podcast to be a part of. And I think it's the only podcast that's hosted by both a recipient parent and a donor-conceived person as well. And we're going to be sharing stories from recipient parents and also donor-conceived people too. So hopefully it's a safe space where you can listen and you can learn and you can have some input as well. 
Yeah, and totally agree with you, Becky. And I think one of the things that we've kind of gone through together, haven't we, in the last, I think probably even longer than 18 months, really, is actually having conversations and whether that's like through voice notes, because we're both big fans of voice notes, or actually doing chats on the hub that we've done. But we've kind of learned a lot, I think, together on that kind of journey, haven't we? And we've had lots of really important discussions with each other. And I think, you know, myself personally, I'm forever learning about this subject and speaking with other people. Like I said, I think actually listening to conversations is so important, whereas a lot of the time people will go into social media forums and see obviously the written word is amazing, but sometimes really emotional and pertinent topics within this community, whatever that may be, can sometimes get out of hand on social media. And I think can be learned, you know, listening to people and actually hearing a bit more about their stories and where they're coming from. So I'm really excited to see where we're going to go on this podcast. And yeah, like I say, we're going to have a few guests and things on, aren't we? And and do things like that. And I think full disclosure, we have no plan for this episode. We've just gone, right, let's just press record and see where we get to. We've got some dedicated time together, but let's just give it a go. And hopefully this will get you excited about what's to come. One of the things we really want to do, and this is something that you've just referred to on social media, there are different topics that come up within these social media forums that can be quite one dimensional, I think, when they're written down and you don't get the full context behind things or the full discussion and nuance to it. But what we really want to do is try and pick up on some of those and discuss them not as experts and professionals but just as other parents and people with lived experience and also I'd say over the years we've been involved in so many different discussions we've got quite a rounded view of where people are coming from and so I don't know whether you've listened to a podcast called The Trawl it's one that I absolutely love it's quite political actually but what they do is basically troll social media and pick out the best sort of tweets and things that have been going around and I wonder whether we do a similar sort of thing we troll social media and we ask you to kind of put forward what you want us to talk about so whether it be a difficult conversation around anonymity whether it be a conversation around DNA testing or conversation around how we talk to our kids let's just bring these conversations out into the open and just make them a little bit more real and We'd really like to be able to share some of your comments and your thoughts, whether openly or anonymously, just to really add some depth and the different kind of viewpoints to this, because it isn't black and white. There's so much emotion involved in this. And that's why I think talking is just so important. And yeah, I think that's just a little bit of a flavour as to what the series is going to be about. And I think throughout the series, we will be referring to Paths to Parent Hub, which if you don't know already, is a donor conception support platform, which has been going for almost three years now, it'll be three years in September since I launched. And there is so much content on there covering off all of the different topics around kind of how do I talk to my child? I'm worried about bonding. I'm worried about how to talk to my friends and family and all of the different thoughts and questions that will be going through your head as a parent. And it's designed to help you navigate through those and reflect to support you as a recipient parent and being able to best support your child. So this will pick up on some of the topics that we've done in there, but we may also signpost to some really, really useful content that's already within Paths to Parent Hub and content that's now being made much more relevant for the LGBTQ plus community as well. 
yeah, we launched it, didn't we, earlier this year? And um, we've had a really good response. And we're building content, like I say, that's a bit more specific to our LGBTQ plus community. We've had some great chats on already. And I think what I've kind of noticed is that it's great to see there's lots more resources out there for LGBTQ family building, lots more people talking about different ways you can build your family. But there's not much out there that's specific to donor conception. And I do think sometimes, which is a little bit different in LGBTQ families, is that it's seen as the first choice in some ways to use a donor to build our families for obvious reasons. But what is lacking is that support there afterwards once you've had a child. And I think sometimes that is very much overlooked. Just because it's maybe the first choice doesn't mean that you don't necessarily need support in that. And I'm a huge advocate for information sharing. And like I say, I'm really looking forward to talking about some of these issues. And like I say, I'm talking as a gay woman, I'm married to my wife, and obviously Becky is married to Matt. And like I say, even though there's lots of things that we share in common about our families, we do have like slight differences too. So I'm sure some of those will probably be teasing out as we're talking about all these topics yeah absolutely and I wonder whether we make a start by maybe sharing something that we've both found challenging from our own journeys as just kind of an example and I suppose if I start with for those who don't know my story is I was diagnosed with early menopause so it came as a huge shock that we might need to use a donor it wasn't something that we'd always imagined would happen and we went down the route of egg donation we went to the Czech Republic so we went abroad away from the UK for treatment for a number of different reasons and as a result we used an anonymous donor we're very grateful to now have three amazing girls all from the same donor but the biggest challenge for me host having my children has been what I've learned around anonymity and I suppose we will probably delve deeper into this in later in the series but that has been my biggest source of worry in terms of what I hear on social media about the impact of anonymity on donor conceived people and that I effectively have removed that choice from them to be able to contact the donor if they need to in the future. And so that has been my biggest challenge as a parent. And I know we've spoken about this at length, haven't we, Haley? Because obviously you had an anonymous donor, your parents had an anonymous donor to conceive you, and you have since found your donor. And I think there's so much you learn over time as you're going through this. And I think just through hearing other stories that make you kind of realise that the fears you probably have at the very beginning around using a donor, about being replaced, about they'll be seen as the legitimate parent rather than you. I think those do fade over time. And then that's where my kind of curiosity has grown myself. And also that feeling of almost regret in some ways of the choice we made. But also it's very strange because also I I wouldn't change it for the world. So it's very, very complex. And I think that's one of the things that we want to try and get across in this series, isn't it? Just the complexity of it. It isn't just a simple black and white. There is so much emotion involved in this. There's so much, I think, in terms of circumstance as well that comes involved. So it isn't an easy issue to address. But what what are your thoughts, Hayley? Yeah, just picking up on what you've mentioned, I think even though I've had different things to consider in our family, I too have gone on like a journey and a transition as a parent. And I think aside from donor conception, I think parenting is a bit like that. (laughs) There's things that you go through, isn't there? And you just think, oh, like now I think and we've got nearly six-year-olds and there's some things when I look back 
when our kids were like two and like we maybe could have done things slightly differently or and I do think that there is a lot of that in parenting topics in general but I do think like definitely with donor conception like we see it quite a bit don't we with the members that we work with on the hub I think people sometimes come in at a certain entry level if you like where they're very much worried about a certain topic or worried maybe about some choices or they're worried about the lack of genetic connection and bonding and then you see parents you actually see it before our eyes don't we where parents move through different transition periods where they feel more comfortable and more settled in mother or fatherhood or just general parenting so I definitely think that I can really relate to what you said about kind of moving through those different stages I think for me on a personal level some of the bigger challenges I think that I faced would be this real conflict that I feel that I have between my identity as a donor conceived person and my identity as a gay woman as part of the LGBT community Mm. and going back to kind of some of the issues that we faced talking about social media there was one really recently that I kind of got involved with a discussion about an article that was talking about and I found that it was very like you say going back to the black and white thinking you either value chosen family or you value genetic relationships and the article was very very polarizing and some of the people's comments were very polarizing and I feel like I'm kind of stuck in the middle somewhere between those worlds and that's probably one of my biggest challenges is trying to work out how I feel about my different identities but then also trying to then juggle that with how my children may feel and kind of realizing that they may feel Mm. differently to how I feel so like I say I think we've all come to the table with our own kind of worries and fears about these topics don't they I think it is helpful to kind of tease some of those out and listen to what other people think about it yeah I think it's a bit of a freedom to being able to talk a bit on this podcast because you can hear so much through the tone of voice and how people are talking about things I don't know about you Hayley but I find posting on social media really tricky at times. I almost try to be really, really mindful of how my message will be taken by different people with different experiences, whilst also trying to get across how I feel and my truth. And it can be really difficult at times because you might say one thing that means something to you as a recipient parent. So how like amazingly wanted our children are and how special they are and how you want them to have that positive positive experience without then trying to almost neglect that you will hold space for all of the other feelings as well and I just think it's very hard to get everything into one particular post and it's been a real juggle at times where sometimes you want to say a certain thing but then it might be taken in the wrong way and so hopefully by talking about some of these issues on here we can kind of give a bit more depth to it and a bit more context to allow for that nuance and different viewpoints. Yeah. And I think sometimes it is the medium that the topics are coming across within. So within social media, like I say, the written word is fantastic. I mean, I love writing sort of blog type articles and enjoy that kind of thing. But sometimes in that way, if it's in isolation, it it can be taken the wrong way. Sometimes it's not in the way that the person intends it to come across. And I think by doing the podcast, doing like Instagram lives, like myself, Freya and Emma, if people know from Instagram, other donor conceived people, we did an Instagram live for International Donor Conception Awareness Day. And we had really great feedback. And I think a lot of it is because people could see us, they could hear what we were saying. And some of the topics we discussed, you know, I think if they were in the written form, they might have caused some problems. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel. You see, you're real people with behind it all rather than just somebody behind a keyboard. And I think that's very, very different to like just when you read something, you can't tell how somebody's putting that across when it's just written down. And even an exclamation mark can make something seem bigger than it actually is. So I just 
really hope that what you get from this series is just that real sense of maybe nodding along, thinking, yep, yep, it's how I feel, or maybe even challenging some of your views that you might have held, or just reflecting and seeing whether you feel differently. But we're not here to tell anyone what they have to do, what they should do. We're just here to open up some conversations because I don't know about you, Hayley, but when I was going through treatment sort of eight years ago, almost, there was absolutely nothing out there. And I look at how far we've come in terms of what's available now for people in terms of online support to where it was, where it was literally just hidden within a forum where you were anonymous name and you were trying to connect with somebody else. And you just didn't get that variety of viewpoints. I mean, I never found a donor-conceived viewpoint when I was in the, I think it was a Netmums forum at the time, so there probably wouldn't have been anyone in there. But I just think there's so much value in what we can bring, just as people can listen as they're going about their daily lives and hopefully just get that information that will make them think and just make them consider. And just it might be something that you don't really think about greatly at the time, but it's something you might come to in the future. It's just to spark those thoughts, really. And I suppose one of the other points I want to make before we finish this introductory episode is it may seem that we bang on about donor conception all the time. And I'm always very conscious that that's what it looks like on my feed, because that is basically what my account is for. Divining Mum is to talk about my life as a mum through donor conception. But in by no means, it doesn't dominate our lives. It's not something we talk about every single day. It's a part of us, but I do think it's an important part that we don't just ignore and bury and kind of think, oh, I'll deal with that when we come to it or cross that bridge when we come to it. I think I have felt more confident the more I've talked about this, the more I've prepared myself, the more I've opened myself up to potential different scenarios that might happen, different conversations. And even though they might feel scary at the time, I now feel that I'm able to react in a much more open and positive way to our children than I might have done a few years ago before I'd had these conversations. And I think I'd just say it's not to say that it has to dominate your life. This could be like a certain part of your week that you come and listen to this and you reflect and then you're back into your parenting life and everything else that comes with it. But it's an important part, I think, to prepare ourselves and just to hopefully make you feel less alone as well. Yeah, and 100%. And I think the big thing is like a balance. 100% like what Becky said, both of our accounts are donor conception related accounts. I mean, obviously, I'm DCP Journey to RP, but I've also got my All Things Donor Conception website where I talk about all things donor conception. But and it does seem quite heavy and that is dominate our lives, but it really doesn't. And I think actually that sometimes if anyone follows me on Instagram, my stories are a complete mix. I do put like funny reels and things like that in there or some jokes or some something from the LGBT community, which I find hilarious. I don't know whether anybody else finds it hilarious, but I find it funny. So I stick it on there. And I I think some of that is in part to kind of have a little bit of light relief what can be a really heavy topic and it doesn't have to be really heavy it can be something like Becky said that you just dip into every now and again and I would actually recommend that you do just dip into the conversation instead of getting totally engrossed with it because it can become all-consuming and really skewed away from what probably is you know the actual reality of the situation that we're talking about but by the same token I do think that donor conception widely isn't talked about that much. So it's probably important that there are focused spaces for people to tune into, if you like, and find out more and find out what other people are talking about. Because compared to other subjects, you know, just on maybe infertility in general, there's, you know, hundreds and hundreds and probably thousands of accounts and podcasts that talk about infertility in general or parenting or whatever it may be, but actually donor conception in the grand scheme of things, there's still not that much around. Yeah. So 
I think that gives you a bit of a flavour as to what we're going to be talking about this series. And it's going to be a bit different to last series where it was just little old me and I was chatting to some amazing people about their stories. And we're still going to include some stories in this. We have a few guests lined up, but we also want to be having more conversation between us and and also to hear from you. So this is a shout out for you to send us your questions that you would like us to focus on and we'll pick out some common themes. We are happy to share anonymously and I think hopefully it would just allow these conversations to continue. So whether you are a recipient parent or even a donor conceived person and you want us to be talking about a particular topic then reach out we'll be putting this out on both of our instagram accounts so there'll be a way to do so through there we'll also put details of all of our different support platforms and websites in the show notes so you'll be able to access those as well but I just say it's been lovely not to just talk to myself at the beginning <laughs> and the end of these podcasts Haley. so thank you so much for agreeing to join me I know the only thing I'm concerned about is that we might have to heavily edit because sometimes you and I can talk for ages can't we so that's my only concern is we ramble on but I think we've about 23 minutes at the minute so that's not too bad for us so we'll try and keep on track but no I'm really looking forward to it and it's nice like I say to have these chats with yourself Becky and I really appreciate you inviting me on and yeah let's see where this takes us yes let's see so thank you for those who have listened in for the first episode of series two of the paths to parenthood podcast if you do have a moment to rate and review it really helps get it out there for others to find it so we'd really really appreciate that if you could do that on wherever you find your podcast yeah thanks again and we will be back soon with a more specific topic that we'll be talking about so take care take care